every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. voluntarily uh, deciding to liquidate their proceedings and of course the banks also giving up on them uh, the likes of APSA the likes of Nedbank as well there so things are really culminating then and coming to a head uh, yesterday uh, those banks pulling out from them so set to close indeed what does this mean? Is this the right move? Was it the right move then for Busasa to actually liquidate uh, as a company? Faith Nguenya is technical executive at the South African Institute of Professional Accountants. That SIPA joins us on the line, one of the many acronyms, of course, in the accounting fraternity. But nonetheless, Faith, thank you so much for your time. Um, let's, let's talk about whether you think this was the right move then by Busasa. Did they have no choice? Good morning, uh- and, and yes, it does look like they didn't have any other choices because they've already approached a couple of other financial institutions uh, trying to secure financial services. And uh, you'll understand if you do not have banking um, assets, you cannot do uh, business. You can't pay your creditors. You can't receive what's due to you because where will the people uh, deposit that? So it really does look like this was the, the dead end for, for the entity. And yeah. then instead of prolonging uh, the situation, now they've just applied for the full of it, it sets a precedent then in the sense that, you know, if, if banks feel like one company is, you know, whether guilty or not, and, and, and I'm not saying in this case that Busasa isn't, but I'm just saying it sets a precedent that, you know, the banks kind of decide your future, so to speak. Um, I think it's more of a business case because if you are doing business, you really do not want any kind of links that are going to make you to be questioned. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, I think right now, uh, we have given a number, I mean, the opinion uh, of how they were saying they are going to revisit all the contracts that they have uh, with uh, the African Global Financial Group. Because nobody really wants to be associated with an entity that has got such serious allegations uh, against them. And uh, because then the reputational damage is not only for that entity, but it also spills down uh, to your own organization. So that is really the stance that the banks are taking. I think we remember with also the Gupta-made companies that um, the banks decided that we are not going to continue to do business with them, and that really just went south from there. So it it is something that... um, Every business person will look into as to is this not going to cause reputational damage to me, mm-hmm. and then I might end up losing my good clients just because of this one entity. Um, whether you do that while it's still allegations, because remember that so far uh, it has come through uh, the the commission, even though uh, ten years ago uh, there, there were issues that were raised. Uh, with the MBA for for investigation. Mm. But uh, I don't think a full investigation has been done yet. So that that really is uh, something that one just needs to look at. Where do you then uh, draw the line uh, between just 
acting on mere allegations that are might not be uh, founded, or you wait until you have put concrete proof before you take such drastic accusations. That's something that the profession and the industry have to uh, really just debate and look at. Is it right to do to do it at this stage, or should you have concrete proof? Although actually, I mean, is looking at this as a there is verifiable proof that came at that commission. Yeah. But the commission is not a part of law. I'd like to ask then what happens in this case with regards to the auditors and the accountants of the company. Yes, it may not be listed, so it won't be under as much scrutiny, but it certainly is an entity that would have gotten its financials audited in some way or other uh, by one body or another. The question becomes, uh, what it, it, it puts... The same industry that we've been talking about for, for the last maybe year, year and a half, if not two years or so, uh, under great scrutiny, um, and it continues to do that, do you, this doesn't bode well for the accounting industry as well because, you know, all these things sort of happened, you know, under its watch in some way or other, even though, you know, I, 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 I reasonably understand that it's not, it's not always a full assessment on every single detail. the balance of probabilities. If you find, if it can actually uh, be found that the auditing and accounting entities or companies that were uh, auditing uh, were negligent in what they were doing, then obviously it means uh, they, they have a case to, uh, to answer to. Um, what what we, we, we tend to do uh, in, account, in the accountancy uh, field is that we look at um, is this something that was recently uh, uh, there when you were doing your audit or when you were doing your accounting uh, services? Would you have discovered and what did you do if you if it was something that was recently there? So from the tests that you actually conducted. Did they reveal anything and you kind of can't apply the eye to it? Mm. So that is really something that needs to now be looked into uh, in those companies that uh, that would have done business accounting services, accounting and auditing and services for the group. So what was available? What was in the public domain? What did they do about it? Did they raise any alarms? And uh, then also investigating uh, their reports. I think what happens with your private companies is that sometimes uh, the accountants will actually pull out that, you know, there is something that is wrong. Mm. They will qualify your report, but then because you are not accountable to anyone, you just don't punish that and nobody will ever know. Yeah. So one will then uh, need to, to just investigate if these were actually picked up at any point yeah. in the services that were rendered for uh, the, the, the company. Faith, in a so, situation like this, very quickly, I only have uh, about 15 seconds. What, what happens to the existing contracts that Busasa has with government? Will those also be liquid now that they're liquidated? Of course, will those then be set aside? Will those be given to other people? Do you know if, if you know what happens to to that situation? Um, it, we still need to see what's going to happen with the subsidiaries of uh, the African and global groups. So we don't know whether they're all. It's going to be the case, but a lot of those contracts are done through uh, subsidiaries. Uh, but what happens is you, you no longer have a, a, a service provider. So if the company is liquidated, there is 
don't have a supervisor. So it therefore will require that uh, the client look for new service providers. From the government, it's going to be difficult because the procurement services are quite long-winded. So they would have to write very carefully on that Faith Nguyen, I appreciate your time this morning. Technical Executive at the South African Institute of Professional Accountants, that's CIPA, as we talk about Busasa's voluntary liquidation, of course, announcing that yesterday after the banks uh, had decided to close their accounts. It's 7.30, your news headlines.